What's up, guys? You're listening to the Colorado Cars and Coffee Podcast with me, John, Steve, Matt, Hayden, and Terry. Let's drive straight to our listing of upcoming events. Okay. So uh, this Friday, uh, between 4.30 and 7, we are doing our most likely the last Tots and Tailpipes that we'll be having this season. So this one will be in Golden, so which is 17191 South Golden Road. So uh, this is also going to be a Toys for Tots drop-off point. So yep. definitely bring a unwrapped brand new toy. Uh, I know Steve will be there, so look for the Blue Alpha. Um, I will be honest, I will not be there because I had alternate plans that came up, which I have to go take care of. And I do believe Matt might be there, so look for a... Are you going to bring the Miata, Matt? I do. Yep, it, it depends on the weather, yeah. So definitely come, and one word of caution... Hopefully you'll listen to this before Friday. Do mask up. Uh, do try the social distance the best that you can. And respect the wishes of Sonic or Golden PD if they do turn up. Always good advice for any car event. Yes. <laughs> hey, maybe don't. Maybe yeah, don't. We're not, uh, we're not talk looking the, to push the cops if they show up. So just, uh, you know, that's how we operate, guys. We're, we're very friendly to everybody. Excellent. Okay. Okay. On Saturday, we have, there's a, uh, from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., uh, there's a high-tech cars and coffee and PDR demo, and that's at High Tech PDR, 8273 South Quebec Street in Centennial. That's uh, County Line, East County Line Road in Quebec. And they're right there. They're doing, they'll have a little CNC. If the weather is crappy, we're expecting snow on Saturday. Uh, they said they're planning to have it anyway, and they'll just have the PDR demo inside their shop, so you'll be inside. So they they are planning to to continue with that event this Saturday. So also on Saturday the twenty first, got something down south. It is the Wicked Open Photo Shoot Meet, and that will be one thirty South Nevada Ave in the Springs. So then. Following Saturday, so this is the 28th after Thanksgiving, uh, there's a meet near the Children's Hospital to be off-site um, at 15109 East Colfax Avenue in Aurora. And was there more details about that? Was it is it a toy drive or anything? Uh, currently, the details have not been fully disclosed, but most likely is a toy drive. So hopefully, all this will be updated and we'll post it on our site for everybody. Yeah, so keep keep an eye out for that one. So before we move on, I wanted to mention another ongoing event. It is the Holiday Toy Drive and Rally for Rocky Mountain Hospital for Children. This is uh, being hosted by Ferrari of Denver. Very quickly, it is on our events tab, so please go check that out. But they are collecting toys at Ferrari of Denver between now and Friday, December 11th. And essentially, you can also use a Q code which is in the event listing to be able to make a donation and Amazon will ship directly to Faria Denver. And very quickly on the 12th of December at 10 a.m., there will be a socially distanced rally. It's an exotic sleigh ride to Rocky Mountain Children's Hospital. So just check it out. Is it on our events tab? And it just keeps running. So it's always there. And just to tag, tag on a few more events, not, not a few more, but um, as far as uh, Toys for Tots, so we expect our last collection event to be this Friday at Sonic and Golden. 
But if you'd like to, we have our sponsors are opening up their their offices and their shops to collection uh, drop-off locations. So we've got uh, Randy Brothers with Elite Roofing. We've got uh, Lock Wen with Denver Detail Club. Uh, Corey Enyart at uh, New Image Paint Protection. And uh, Riley, Riley Landis at uh, Shiny Solutions Auto Detail. Uh, those are four locations that we have so far. And I just got uh, messaged from a, not a sponsor, but still a business up in Longmont, uh, Red's Auto and Truck uh, Car Sales. And he's offered to uh, be a drop-off location too. So that, and those collection spots will continue through uh, mid-December. Uh, so just another alternative if you can't make it Friday. Excellent. Awesome. Uh, so let's uh, just make a U-turn here and go back to Terry, who's uh, going to be talking about uh, F1. Yes. So uh, Hayden as well. So um, so the la- you want to, yep. So nope. uh, the last race was uh, Turkey where we'll just get into it real quick. So Lewis Hamilton did win and he also is a uh, seventh time world champion tying Michael Schumacher's record. So it was a very interesting race. Just a quick little background. Um, there's been eight races at Turkey uh, when they announced that Turkey was going to be on the uh, schedule for this year. Um, I think it was about a month ago or maybe just a touch longer. They resurfaced the racetrack and didn't have anybody else race on that track. So it was a very interesting practice, very interesting qualifying, very interesting race. The temperatures were a little bit lower. There was rain. There was a lot of slip and sliding around. So it made for a very good race, in my opinion. Uh, qualify was very good. Lance Stroll got his first pole, which was good to see. I'm not a big fan of Lance Stroll. I'm not going to lie. Those eyebrows drive me nuts. But it was good to see a little bit of a shakeup because the track was resurfaced. There was no real rubber laid down, no real racing line. The temperatures were colder. The tires won't come up as quickly. So it was good to see that not the regular people hitting that pole. It was a good mix-up. So... That's my quick recap, but hey, Hayden, go right ahead, and me and you will just banter real quick. Yeah, so if you if you if you didn't know, if you don't know much about you know racetracks and resurfacing them, what gives them the speed is what gives cars the speed is uh, having rubber laid down on the track. So when you don't, like Terry said, you don't have anybody race on it, you don't have that rubber laid down. And then when it rains, it's even more slippery, which it did for the race. And if you know anything about road racing, rain always brings the best races. That it does. Germany uh, last year, that was the best race. That it was. It rained like heck. And, and Turkey this year definitely was one of the was the best rapes because of that rain. So and far. Yes. And you know, it was it separated what was interesting to me about it is that it separated the experienced from the inexperienced so the fast young guys like leclerc and verstappen did terrible yes they uh verstappen more so than leclerc but the and then on the podium you had lewis hamilton sebastian vettel or uh in second place rather uh sergio perez and then third place sebastian vettel 
three veterans. So yeah, they just knew how they just knew how to handle the really low grip conditions. And I feel like uh, I think there was a mistake. I did read today that there was a mistake with Max's car. His front wing. Got, yes, um, I was going to bring that up. Got adjusted uh, off kilter. It was yes. Yeah, so it was a bit askew. So basically, the um on um the front wing on one side they basically it didn't match up on both sides so he had an arrow imbalance on his front wing which aided which really didn't help his handling with that wet condition and no real racing line because there's no rubber down it just made it more difficult for max and also max got a, a really bad start you know he was second yeah the car off. almost it looked like it went it looked like it went into anti-stall. It on did. The... It almost stalled out. It, it pretty much was on the anti-stall. So he had a bad start. He did. He did recover, and he was doing really well. And it just turned that that imbalance really made it difficult to go. And as the race went on, it just wasn't his his race. Um, Leclerc made a mistake almost at the very end when he was um, last lap. Yeah, it was last lap and that that cost him that finish and he kind of punished himself on that one, you know, and for Lance Stroll, yes, he was the pole sitter and he did start very well. He went uh, 30 plus laps uh, in the lead before he pitted to switch into a set of inter tires. So because it was wet, wet conditions, there's full wets and there's intermediates, which is essentially a cross between a full wet and a slick for the uneducated. That's basically what it is when he came out. Um, they, uh, saw a significant loss of downforce, but they couldn't pinpoint where it was. So he started burning through and getting graining on those intermediates. So he lost some pace. And at the end of the race, they figured out that he actually had some damage to his front wing and that's what caused the, the, the downforce and essentially Lewis, exactly what, um, Hayden was saying, Lewis was in six. He had a okay start and then it got bad you know he lost the places so he just he basically went from sixth to, to third third to sixth sixth to fourth sixth to fifth but then when stroll pitted he essentially just came alive that's the skill level that lewis has that's the skill level vettel has let's be honest vettel has had probably one of the worst years in f1 in his it is his worst year ever yeah, period there's no arguing he it. got a podium <laughs> he is being outperformed by his teammates since day one of this season he got a podium because he is one hell of a race car driver and i think people need to give that man some more credit than just ripping on him because he's not doing well in a ferrari he knows what he's doing that's why he got that podium so you know yes a lot of the veterans did also, personally, I think, even with Hayden was saying the inexperience, but, you know, Max has never been on that track in Turkey, so that kind of aided it. Lewis has raced there a couple of times, but even Lewis said it was just hell. <laughs> it was well, just, just that's hell. The, that's the thing, though. All three, I think, I want to say, I, I say all three of those drivers that were on the podium were the only drivers to race in the last Turkish Grand Prix in 2000. 11 or was there or did you also have a grosjean no i yeah yep we had we had a grosjean too yes yeah so so those four yes so definitely it was a great race i mean the the weather was amazing and the the thing is just to reiterate and we can wrap it up real quick is because that track as we service there was no racing line no rubber or anything they basically ran that entire race using intermediates or full wets in 
any other race, their racing line would have dried out and they would have gone the slicks and they didn't because nobody wanted to because they didn't want to risk it. <laughs> they were talking about it. A couple, yeah. a couple, a couple teams were really thinking about rolling the dice with that and nobody ended up, nobody, nobody did the trigger because they didn't want to look like silly geese out there. Yes. So essentially Lewis ran his enters into they became slicks. So, so if you run, if you run rain tires, you don't have to go through the soft or medium or the switching. You do, you just can do, you can do just the rain tire and that's it. There's no requirement to there's do other. no requirement. So, and that being said, um, let's just say you start the race and there's no rain and then rain comes in the first five laps and you end up going, you switch to enters or wets. That's your pit stop doesn't matter you don't and then if it dries out and you you go back in you can put on softs mediums hards whatever the same one you're not obligated to go to a different different slick compound compound. yeah so it's done but it was kind of fun to watch because you know i even you know i know and hayden knows we're watching saying hey there's a dry line forming so who's going to be the moron to go to slicks (laughs) you're like waiting for it nobody did there's a lot of chatter and that was interesting thing Sorry, the interesting thing was Vettel said after the race that he feels if Ferrari went for slicks, he could have won that race. Well, the the big advantage that they started getting in Germany last year, which was, you know, like I said, super wet race, best race of last year. Uh, a few they started the fast guy. They a couple started going to slicks, and they said, "Oh, it's okay. Like you just have to be very tight on the line." Yeah. And then Botas got a spin but that was another story of this yes race was that botas did had several spins did so poorly that he was lapped by hamilton yes and he was lapped by hamilton so good old sling blade spun out six times it wasn't his race he was not a happy camper it was hell i think the comment of the day on that race or the radio message of the day is they basically radioed him and said, Hey, Valtteri, there's like three laps to go. And he says it needs to end now. He basically said that's three laps too many. Yeah. I <laughs> wish it were, I wish it were already over. Yes. Yeah, so, but that was it. So that's it right there in the F1. So Lewis is a seven time world champion and he has tied Michael Schumacher. And, you know, honestly, he is of that generation of F1 races, the greatest F1 racer of, of the current generation. There's no doubt. There's in no the doubt. 2020 season is over, right? Nope. There's still, um, there's still more. This, still oh yeah. More? Okay. Yeah. Basically we have within this see. year, you got three oh, yeah. more races. You got three, three more, more races. races. I already, I already know it. You got two races. You got two races at Bahrain. You yep. got the, yeah. Bahrain Grand Prix and Sakir Grand Prix. And then going to finish the season as has been normal for the last few years at Yas Marina, Abu Dhabi. Yeah, I'm actually gonna double check something. So we're okay. we're watching to see Hamilton take take the more wins, him. more wins for the greatest. Well, yeah, he's yeah. locked. It, he's locked it up. Well, but, he's uh, already got those. He, he's, not a guarantee, he's not a guarantee, but it's probably gonna it's gonna happen. The interesting bit about it is that oh, that he gets an eighth. Well, he has to come back next year for it. But yeah, yeah, he has yeah, to come back next year for it. Well. The season. What? He's right. He's secured it for the season. Correct. Right. Yeah. That's so what happened. Next- Right. I mean, I mean, I've been talking about uh, numbers of all-time wins. He's probably going to. Oh well, go past he already has that. Record. He already has it. He has every record oh. except. Oh, he's not. Except he's not tied with Schumacher now. He's passed. No, Schumacher. he's he's as far as total wins. wins. 
as far as he's total at 93 wins, yeah. wins. He tied that at Portugal. And then he's won the last two races. Yep. So he has, there was, I was reading some article and I don't, I'm not going to pull it up. I don't remember all of it, but it was just a massive list of records yes. that Hamilton already has. So, yeah. And uh, I want to, I think, uh, I think Crofty said a few of them as he was going across, said, you know, four or five of them rattled them off as he was going across the line and said, and he's the seven time world champion. So, yeah. I mean, really quickly, he has the most wins, the most polls, and he is tied seven world champions and he most likely we'll see you know next year stars he's definitely going to come back and he has a very good chance of hitting eight but there we go the only other thought i had about that i thought it was cool that while he was while he the spotlight was on him that he took a he took the time to sit to to say hey kids like follow yeah. like follow your dreams like if, if i can do that you can definitely yeah. do this which is true because he had you know, the classic trope about about racing is that it takes money and that is almost yeah. always the case. But Lewis had while he didn't have his parents didn't have a lot of money. He had a dad who dedicated all of his free time to taking him to cart races and having Lewis pursue this, you know, this dream of his and, you know, look at him. He's he's the greatest ever. Yep, That is very true. So there you go, guys. So wrapping up F1. That's it. That's it. We're done. All right, cool. Um, I guess we'll move on to uh, what uh, we were talking about, what we would pick, um, which 1980s supercar we would buy and why no cash limit. Yes. So who wants to lead this one off? I say the person who's about to turn 50 can do this. Uh Uh-oh, Esteban. Mm. (laughs) At the time of recording, Steve is 49, and at the time of release. That's right. I'm in my 40s. (laughs) Everybody, if if you're listening to this, and I suspect you're not, but if you are, which Steve a happy birthday on Facebook. Yeah. If you make a if you make a post saying happy birthday, Steve, we're not gonna delete it. Yeah. If you make a post saying Steve is you super might not. Old, you might not. We won't delete it. And I'm actually gonna temporarily suspend Steve's admin privileges. <laughs> so stage uh, in a if, if only if only you could. If only oh, you could. I can, buddy. I can. All right, go, Steve. I wanna see I wanna see your, your midlife crisis eighties car. My mine is a classic, the, uh, Fer, Ferrari Testarossa. I, uh, I knew I you were that. When I mentioned that yesterday, I grew up, up watching Miami Vice. Watching Miami oh, Vice. Oh Lord! Yes. Okay, You're taking me back right there. Stop it, Hayden! Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I can picture that that girl bouncing on in walking up. Picture the intro to the to the, to the, the white one, but but would you get a white one with the mirror? That's the that's yeah, the that's real the question. Thing. Is it white? Because you've Steve has brought up a picture of a red one, which is most of them. But is it but the white with the mirror? See, the white was the one in Miami Vice, and if you grew up watching yeah, Miami Vice, yeah. wouldn't you be doing that? Uh, white's a great color. Probably not. I'd probably go for red. Okay, okay. fair enough. Yeah, so, Russell, Russell Corsa, it is. Do you want to yeah. see a backup? Yes, yes. Okay. We we well, have we, well, have we don't well, wait. Yeah, let's wait till everybody well, goes. Well, hang on a second. Yeah, okay. we don't want to okay. don't want to take I don't take want, one. That's right. Else. I don't want to take anybody else's. Yeah. Right. If it's Testarossa, it's Testarossa. That's excellent. Who's next? All right. Um, I guess I'll probably go next. That's cool. All right. John, what do you got? What you got, baby? Let's see. Share here. that screen. Share that screen. 
Oh. I mean, that one just just looks, you know, supercar. <laughs> oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it just, you know, really looks like a supercar, you know, straight away. What have you chosen? What did you pick? Oh, did I not share it? This is not visual. This, this, there's oh, no, vi- this on, is a pod. This we're a on a podcast. podcast. People, are, people are listening to this, John. Oh, Ferrari F40. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying describe it. No. If, they, if you know an F40, you know it. And if not, there is Google image search. So yeah. that's yes. nice. So this was, this is, this is one of the, this is like the top three obvious choices. Right. Yeah. Only I, would, I would say. What's that? No, no, no. I've seen others and I don't know if they've been repainted. I think I've seen others that are not red. I've seen black ones. Black was the only other color, and there were only a handful of them. I could be completely wrong here, but yes, I know some have been repainted in black and white. The only ones I've seen in person are red, and I've seen three or four. I've seen one at Haggerty's Shop in Golden. That was great because we got to watch Formula One and like hang out, like hang out with it. I couldn't believe how small it was. It's not a big. They're tiny. It's tiny. It's tiny. I'd never seen one before, and I saw it driving down the highway. Uh, oh. through a cornfield in indiana and it passed me and i was like holy crap that was an f40 i was like that thing is tiny i guess i have a, i guess it's uh it's worthy worthy to tell the first time i saw an f40 we were going to in i grew up uh, outside of allentown pa we were in allentown and going to an italian restaurant and there was one parked outside uh this was 2001 2002 long before uh, we all had phones and or uh, cameras in our pockets, but we did happen to have one of those big brick digital cameras in the in the car. So when we dro- uh, walked by it, I went. I asked if I could go back and get the camera, which I did. I took a picture of it. I put the camera back in the car, walked up, and there was this kind of. I mean, I don't want to say he was Tony Soprano looking, but you know, kind of a kind of a chubby like older italian dude and he was like and he goes hey that picture's gonna cost you and i was like and i was like oh is that yours and he's like he's like yeah and i don't know that was about that was about it it was just cool cool to see as a young guy as a kid there you go excellent good choice john good choice all right matt oh i'm up all right yeah you're up well let's see this thing better not be a freaking Miata. it what they, they those did come on eighty nine. Technically, yeah, it's an eighty nine. Yeah. But hey, the car that I did pick, same thing. Technicality barely squeezed in at eighty nine. Okay, all right. What you got? What, what you got? got? Share that screen. Share that screen. All right. Let's see. The Vector W eight. Oh, oh. This, this is the best shit box of all time. I'm so glad that you picked this. You know, you know how close I came. How close I came to picking that. Good, good choice, Matt. That was my backup. So I did not spoil the surprise. No, yes. No, you did not. That's great. Three of our five listeners who haven't heard of the Vector W8, there's kind of some interesting history around it. It was an American attempt at a supercar from a small company, and it was just riddled with riddled with issues. One of the main uh, major car publishers got a hold of three of them, I believe, to test, and all three of them failed in different ways. So it was just riddled with with issues from the beginning, and it never took off. But 
there were only like 30 of them made or something like that. And they're right. just big, great big twin design. turbo V8, 600 yep. plus horsepower. Yeah, 600. Weren't they going to make a, was this also them that had it, that were going to make a 16 V16 thing? W or is that, am I thinking of something else? I believe that was their goal. Yeah. The W16. Yeah, I think. They yeah, were I think so. But the W8s actually got out there. Yeah. Yeah. And at the wow. time, like when it did work, it performed really well for the time. But it worked. So it's kind of like owning a, a Lancia. Yes. <laughs> that's great. Which is funny because I actually almost picked a Lancia, but then I no, did not. So did I. But anyway, that's great. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I came so see the purple one. Oh, the dark yeah. purple is lovely. It's amazing. Like they did as much cocaine as their owners. Yes. Yeah. That's that is you know what? That is a hundred percent on the no, back. But there. can it's you like, imagine? I'm on Coke, so is my car. Can you imagine having one of these and showing up to a Radwood event? You would be the king. Everybody with their their are their Porsche RSs and all that would just bow down to you. Like no one would care about those Beatles, and they would all flock to this thing. There you go. All right, good choice, man. <laughs> That's great. That's incredible. All right. And then I'll let Hayden go, and then I will end it. You ready, Hayden? Yep. I'll sh- I'll screen share here in a sec. We can get it done. All right. Let's see what you chose. Well, I think this is the time. This is a good. I thought about picking a Ferrari F40 or another more obvious choice, but I think this is the time that I introduce everyone to my dream project yeah, car. Yes. Yes. Which is a Porsche 962 a Le Mans prototype, a group C car replica. I mean, so you can get, so you can be boring and you can pick like a Kramer one and yeah, you can get these like they're like, this is a real nine, six, two of the period. It's got all the, you know, it is like, it was, you know, it's one, it's a little bit like the whole like root Porsche and roof thing with, with uh, Kramer racing. It's yeah. Won't get too far into it, but what I would really like to do here is, Get all of the replica parts, which are is like a full fiberglass body and a, and a aluminum monocoque, just like it was in real in the the real race car was, and the body is molded after a real nine six two mold. It's exactly everything is the same. They've remade like all the specialty parts, the spindles and everything. And right. there is a gentleman in Ohio that you can get that can get you this stuff. Huh. And um it is called they're they're called uh RCR replicas. That's Wasn't great. the one for sale around here? I swear um, I saw something. I don't know about around here. There was uh there was um there was one for sale recently and Matt Farah drove <clears throat> excuse me, drove a Kramer one. Um so yeah, did you ask what it cost? Yeah. This the website just- says sixty nine nine ninety five for the complete kit, less drivetrain, tires, battery, etc. The thing is, what I would like to do with one of these is put something like a nine nine seven turbo motor in it. Yeah. yeah. Some- what you said? LS swap it. No. <laughs> Completely LS swap terrible. Everything. Flat six turbo or get the f out. But no, it's um, that's what I would like to do. The real challenge. Behind, is that these were see a lot of a lot of people probably thought these were air cooled cars and this is by the way Porsche's most successful 
Lamont prototype. Oh, yes, it is. For for almost two decades, for almost the entire 80s and 90s, one version of this, which started with the 956, and then they changed the rules, so they had to increase the wheelbase. They had to put the... Uh, front axle of it in front of the driver's feet that was the that was the rule so then that became the 962 right so from that and then all the way into the 90s to the like what mario andretti was racing at uh, le mans 95 a courage is essentially it is a 962 based prototype it's an open cockpit version but um Anyway, yeah, one of these with a new motor and I got to figure out where to stick the radiators. I think if you have a, if you go, I think if you go single turn, there's a few options, but I think you got to utilize this top bit here, maybe mm. for like a top mount, tur- top mount intercooler with fans. And then you got like radiators, like in the side pods. It's kind of, yeah, it's, it's an engineering challenge to try to make one of these because it wasn't air cooled, but it was rather... Uh, it actually had an air-cooled bottom end and liquid-cooled top end. So um, if you thought that these 80s prototypes were still fully air-cooled, eh, you're halfway right. Right. So, That's yeah. That's excellent. Cool pick. That's excellent. I had no idea the replicas were... I mean, seventy grand is still a lot of money, but that's... I mean, it would be several hundred grand to, like, right. to, get, this, to get this in, like, a... Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, at least. So. You do it completely yourself, yeah. Yeah. What you pay labor, you're gonna pay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, ideally, yeah, I, I do. I do this. this whole thing, but I was expecting. It's what? It's more affordable than I was expecting. Yeah. Yeah. It's not terrible for just the just the basic pieces. Right. Nice. All right. I shall um, share my screen real quick. So. I just wonder how weird okay. it's gonna be. Actually, it's not weird. 84 to Thomas Pantera GT5, no less. I love okay. the Pantera. I've <laughs> always loved the Pantera. I've always loved it. So this, you know, being being a Ford guy, I had it had the Ford yep. engine, so I was definitely. So excited. this is, I would definitely get one one of these. I mean, there's just it's just the lines of the car are just very sharp, very 80s, you know. It's, it's you know it's wide body flared it's just just a great looking car you know engine right smack basically mid with a tranny right there you know it's just wonderful but the fact that the interior the seats looks, are crazy it looks like old school gentleman's club in. in like the east end you know like you know the west end of london where you just sitting there and smoke a cigar and look at the poor people outside because you don't want to even touch the poor people it's just amazing <laughs> the seats and, look like they're out of a chrysler new york yes they if, do if, if, I, if, I, like, this thing. I mean there's no bolstering just classic yes. like 80s completely flat big cushions yeah so honestly this thing is just i do love these i've always loved them so yes that i i would get one of these but the curiosity is my backup which would have been an oh, 84. Oh, what in the world? This thing is amazing. I remember this. So this is the thing. This is the 84 as Desra impressed her at 108i. So it's essentially it's a Mercedes, but it was a custom. It was like, so basically Ebhard Schultz 
design and engineer consultant for both Mercedes and Porsche, he decided to make a supercar and Mercedes declined to build it. So he just went ahead and did it. But Mercedes let him manufacture it under, you know, his own name. Okay. And allowed him to basically get parts from Mercedes and the, you know, the, the five liter V8 and the later was upgraded to like, you know, AMG units and stuff like that. So this thing was just just amazingly incredible. I mean, I'm just surprised. I'm just how, shocked. How many? Sorry. How many did they make? How many did they make? Oh, I not a lot. They I think they only made like about eighty, if that. I think. Which goes to the point. It goes back to it goes to what Steve said. Goes to the point of what I was going to say. And shot dangerous web page blocks. And I'm shocked that it's <laughs> it's not. I'm shocked it wasn't a concept car. It looks like an '80s concept. So car. It, it looks what insane. It was oh, that's the wrong one. That's the new one. It basically was, and then they. Oh, they made a new one. They essentially, you know, Mercedes said, okay, we'll, we'll just do it. And again, it's an, is. Now you said Mercedes, it's, but it's got. It is a Mercedes that uses basically, I mean, it uses Porsche parts and Mercedes parts. Said, it said Porsche. Again, yeah. is Dara. Yes. See, look, yes. is Dara Imperator. If you could, yeah. if you didn't understand Terry's so, uh, pronunciation. Essentially, <laughs> this is basically a 911 steering Porsche 920 suspension, the M100 engine from the Mercedes 450 SLE 6.9. <laughs> it's just, it's just great. This thing is just amazing. Yeah. It's just, I mean, honestly, this thing is just so out there and you know, there are a few out there, you know, are still, still around. If you, you know, if you're listening to this and you're not searching, is Dara I S D E R A Emperor one oh eight I, you're doing yourself a disservice because it's just the craziest thing I've seen in a while. This thing is so basically it's like there's like thirty of these things built and it went up to like nine ninety one. There was one on bring well, the bring a child just highlighted one. But you can see these pictures. I mean, look at this, it's crazy. This is the, the, it the just, exhaust it just on the like right hand side. Yeah. It's it an 80s concept like a, car. It's crazy looking. That that got built. That actually got built, like in in yeah. you know, somewhat production numbers. There's a lot more 962s than these things. Yeah. It's, it's like a hundred so, 962s. Yeah, it's so great. So this was the backup. So, but there, there you go. That is my my choice of the day. A good backup. I'm surprised the the Lamborghini Countach. Yeah, that yeah. brought up because it's a piece of shit. It did cross my mind. Hey, Matt Farrow likes his. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I thought about it, but actually, the uh, the Jalpa is is better looking to me. Yeah, uh, he also well, he also has a uh, what is it called a QV five thousand. So it's yeah. like kind of kind of like the most technically sorted Countach because yes. it was like the last or one of the the last, last ones. But yeah. So that's that's perfect. So I guess we're gonna take a another weird uh path and talk about the twenty twenty one Jeep Wrangler Rubicon three ninety two with four hundred and seventy horsepower in a Wrangler. Look, how uh, how long if you're FCA, how long how much do you have to see companies just taking money by taking your truck and your crate engine, 
and putting them together before you say, huh, I guess we should do that because we're just leaving money on the table. Yeah, that, I, I made this comment last night when we were talking about it in our in our planning that this is probably, from an engineering aspect, one of the laziest things any car company has ever done because they didn't do any work didn't on this. It. it was already All done. The, it wasn't necessary. Oops, that can't, there we go. Chassis, CAN bus goes up to the engine. There, there it is. And I know people have been saying they've wanted, obviously they've been wanting it because there's a huge aftermarket for it. So this is obviously, I wonder if they were just stuffing this in their back pocket waiting for the Bronco to come out. I'm guessing that's what it was. That they wanted to do this for a while, but they were waiting for the Bronco to come out. And they're the, and let's be honest, they're the horse, crazy horsepower, big V8 brand now. Like that's their thing. Right. Right. This is what specs on this were pretty, pretty interesting. I mean, what zero to six. When when is the Hellcat Jeep? Well, they already have the Trackhawk, but that's a Grand Cherokee, not the, yeah, not the, uh, but I mean, yeah, people have built them obviously because it's just a crate motor and, you know, just a, uh, uh, Wrangler. Yeah, that Hellcat crate. Yeah, it's like 2021 is when that Rubicon crate engine, straight line, off non off road capable Jeep is coming up. <laughs> Zero to yeah, sixty. Who's going to do that off road? What's the what's the price? Well, do it's do we Jeep's thing. Is? So if you got to ask the price, then you don't get it. It's like it's like 50k and up. If right, Matt, wasn't it like 50k and up? The Rubicon starts at. Start at not these days. No, it's in the fifties. Yeah, it's like fifty k and up. I was sorry. Yeah, and this is only available on the Rubicon, so this isn't something you can get on lower packages. You have to have this thing fully spec. So a Rubicon to... start, currently, yes. the V six starts at fifty. Okay, well, this is going to be at least out. like eight to ten grand more expensive. I would think, right? Yep. We're uh, yeah, we're talking sixty to yeah. So let's, 60 let's so you can like. just so you can go zero to sixty in four and a half seconds in what's just just been a progressively updated uh, military vehicle from World War Two. I mean, it's not like they had anywhere really <laughs> anywhere else to go with it, but well, yeah. they've all well. The thing is about the Wrangler is that it has to. It, they basically have to keep it solid front axle because they're the only they're the last holdout, and then there's oh. an audience for that, and they don't necessarily. They're oh, I want to, I want something new to drive with a solid front axle. So here you go. If they don't make it, then it doesn't exist in the market. Yeah, good point. This is their uh, cheap shot at the Bronco, basically. <laughs> yeah, because the Bronco didn't come, right. doesn't come in a V8. No, and I think eventually it will. If not, obviously, the aftermarket's going to figure it out. Yeah. The aftermarket will, but I, I was looking into it. And I don't know. They're going to have to do some serious rework on something to get it in there because it's built on the um, – the, what's the F-150? truck? The oh, Ranger. Ranger. On the Ranger platform, and from what I've heard, from what I understand, their current 5.0, the one that's in the trucks, doesn't well, it's fit extremely in the, wide. The in Coyote, the it has du- it's a dual overhead right. cam V8. Right, right. So, so I said either they're going to need to rework the engine bay, or they're going to re- need to rework. I'm sure, the Shelby engine. and Hennessy will probably jump in on it. Oh yeah, right. But that's all, all right. after. That'll be all aftermarket <laughs> modification. <laughs> So. I'm so happy that it has active exhaust. So they all I do. know, they but all I just think nowadays. it's funny. So hear that Hemi V8 engine raw is dual mode exhaust. 
For the first time on a Wrangler, you can use a push button to manually engage the dual mode exhaust system. This system employs a pair of electronic valves to control the output of the exhaust noise, helping you moderate engine volume. Terry, I think you found when your, you your calling. You should, down uh, on the pedal. You should pursue this career. Long. I almost want you to go by it. You can hear the roar of the valves tapping on your shitty hammy. Anyway. I hate car marketing, Terry. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I hate him. Just so we all know, long ago, I was on a radio commercial with my father. True story. Okay, anyway. So, yeah. So, I, I just looked like the base Rubicon is like 44,000 before you do anything. So, this thing's got to be in the 60s or 70s. Yeah. Right. It'll be. Yeah. It'll be up there. Because, like I said, when right, I was reading it, it seemed like. Five and then probably dealer ADM. Additional right, that's the thing. Their the MSRP on them is forty two, forty four, whatever. No, but they don't no, sell. No, for no, that. no, no. They At least not around they, here. They they don't sell for that. I mean, it does have an impressive foot pound of torque at four seventy. So yeah, off road. That's you right. know torque like that's good. But I just yeah, the I just don't see the point nice. of this big muscle ass thing. Like that one, I I see the point, but it's you know. But most people wanting to spend sixty grand on an SUV are oh, no. not the same people yeah. that are going to want to take it off roading on the weekends and just yeah, exactly. beat the piss out of it. Exactly right. So you know, I I just think you know what Ford's Ford's got it right. You know, they brought back the Bronco. They oh, yeah. they have several you know packages on that Bronco to do what you want it to do, and then you know and you know the base Bronco is is very special because it'll do what you want it to do at at a reasonable price. So capable. Works for me, you know. Hey, you know, hey, hats off to you, Jeep. Just uh, shove a big ass motor in, in your cars, which you, you know, basically Chrysler and Dodge have been doing since 1950. So go for it. How big of a motor and how much horsepower? Can hey, you, you know what? Straight out, car? you know, Dodge a straight line quarter mile beast. There's no doubt, no doubt. Oh yeah, oh yeah. This one might be a bit of an identity crisis for them, but yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, there we go. All right. Uh, next on to uh, our one of our favorite posts, one of the most popular ones, is the B two Spirit. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, one of our for for those who didn't see on our Facebook group, uh, one of our members posted some photos of a of a B two airplane that he saw flying overhead. And there's some really good pictures. Yeah, it's Dave, David Cayley. He's uh, he does a lot of the uh, racing photography. He's really good. The B two is also okay. known as the sense. stealth bomber. If you don't, if you don't know it just by its name, yeah, I, I talked, I talked briefly to David, and he's uh, military and retiring here from the military shortly. I guess within six months to a year, so he's considering photography as a after uh, service uh, career. Excellent. So, so I guess we're down to our sponsor segment with uh, Steve. Uh, yeah, um, our sponsor for this podcast today is Garage Living Denver. Uh, they make garages. They bring in lifts. They will remodel your garage. Uh, that is uh, with Peter Urban uh, Truong and his wife, uh, Tu Kim Lee. Um, they provide a discount. Let me look up the, the specifics on the discount uh, for Colorado Cars and Coffee members. But... 
Um, if you guys haven't seen their, cool. if you guys haven't seen their stuff, I mean, just the amount, the the crazy level of organization and uh, just fancy that you can take your garage to is uh, impressive. Um, it's stuff that is uh, that YouTube channel Obsessed Garage uh, kind of goes over, and you know, just really, really, really uh, hyper focused, you know, kind of kind of stuff. Right, but uh, their discount for CNC members is 10% off any of their services or products. You can find them on all the channels, but just look up Garage Living Denver. Um, Garage Living is a franchise, so make sure you look up the Denver one, and that's where you'll find uh, Ben and Two. Awesome. Thanks, John. Uh, thanks for listening to our podcast. We love your feedback, what you liked, what you didn't. Um, we've been working pretty long on this so i guess we're getting kind of experienced but any feedback you have helps us a lot um as always we have our media channels for all the upcoming events and the local car community uh we where you can find us would be facebook.com slash groups c-a-r-z and coffee instagram c-o cars and coffee twitter c-o cars and coffee our website, coloradocarsandcoffee.com. Uh, you guys have anything else to add? Hopefully we weren't too overly, uh, too, too heavy with the visual gags today. The lat Terry's backup, the, uh, the is, 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 what, what was it called again? The Isidora is, is Dara, is Dara Imperator. Imperator 108i was a little yes. bit, but hopefully you're, uh, you're familiar with, um, you know, Look it up. F- yeah, F40 and everything. Get get your Google machines out, people. Yeah, come on, Google baby. Someone's got a phone in their pocket. Get that Google, machine, Google machine. Yeah, it was a really cool car. Um, anything else, guys? We're nope. all good. We're all, all right. good. You guys nope, have a good week. I think so. Yeah. Well, it's time for us to grab our coffee and hit the road. That's it for us here from Cars, Colorado Cars and Coffee. See you down the road, everyone.